You're listening to the Auburn Express. Good morning, and what's up to the War for Poor Family, War Eagle to everybody. You got Ike Jones. We are here with another morning drop today, talking about Coach Hugh Freeze making his weekly address to the media ahead of the Cal game. Had some interesting statements. We're going to talk about them right here. Y'all know how we do War Report style. Let's drop it on them. Morning drop. It is Tuesday morning, September the 5th. You got Ike Jones in here, Mike G in yeah. here. And today we're getting prepped for Cal. Coach Hugh Freeze had an opportunity to talk to the media, had a chance to look back at the film, had some retrospective thoughts on what he thought from the game one against UMass. Talked a little bit about what to expect mm. from the Cal game. Mike G, you were there in person. First thoughts uh, coming out of that pressure with Coach Hugh Freeze. Ah, well, he made he said a lot of things, um, and he we got <laughs> we got some uh, very candid comments on him. He talked about uh, the running backs. He was pleased with the offensive yards per carry. At the end, it was off camera, but I was like, uh, Coach, did you get what you needed from the running backs? And he was like, Did you see the yards per carry, Mike? I'll, be, I'll take that every Saturday. And I said, all right, cool. So it was a little off-the-record comment. Uh, he's a funny guy. Um, but, you know, he also talked about preparing to go across the country this weekend um, mm-hmm. and, you know, interesting things they may do there. There was a question asked of him about, are you going to try to adjust sleep schedules right. to get the guys ready? I thought that was interesting. Um, you know, we talked about wide receivers, you know, and, you know, he reflected a little bit more on his first win in Jordan-Hare Stadium. So ultimately, Hugh Freeze, happy to be on the planes, happy with the result, but understands that they got a lot of work to do. Yeah, absolutely have a lot of work to do. We're going to talk about that in just a moment. We're going to talk about you guys sharing this video real quickly. You need to make sure that that is happening on all of your social media platforms. Get some more people in here involved in this conversation. We appreciate when you guys help us get the word out. We're still growing. Finally reached 11,000 subscribers on YouTube. So very much thanks to that. Uh, If you are listening to this on podcast, please give us a five-star review on your podcast platform. We need to grow over there as well. Uh, Make sure you're liking the video here on YouTube and subscribing to the channel. That helps us with our growth tremendously. And we appreciate everybody who's continued to be a part of the War Report family. Had an opportunity to chop it up with our members yesterday, breaking down the film from the UMass game. So if you are not a member, you didn't get to see that. We went through the first half of film. Today, we'll go through the second half of film for UMass. So if you're listening to this again on podcast and you want to become a member over on the YouTube channel, you can come in and get some film session right here with your boy Ike Jones breaking down the previous game. We will get into the Cal game later on this week. Uh, but let's pivot back to what we were talking about, which is Coach Hugh Freeze making statements to the press in regard to how he felt like the game went, right? And uh, he was, as Mike G said, very candid in his responses. I've, I've echoed this sentiment repeatedly, and I will say again that Coach Hugh Freeze is probably one of the more honest coaches that you would have in front of the camera without feeling like he's coming off as a jerk. Right. Like there are some coaches who you feel like they're speaking their mind, but it's kind of they're kind of being a jerk about it. Right. And coach, you freeze, even when he's saying some things that might not be the most positive things in the world, you feel like they're coming from a very genuine and sincere place. Uh, Thoughts on the candid nature of coach, you freeze and his honesty. We will get into some specific comments, but just 
how refreshing is it to feel like you're in a press conference and you're getting some honesty from the coach? Uh, look, he's pretty straightforward. There's been a lot of debate in the fan base about whether certain things are coach speak, Ike, or whether yeah. it's just, you know, and I, I am telling you, in my opinion, we have not got a ton of coach speak from Hugh Freeze since he's been on the planes. I think that he talked about playing two quarterbacks all summer. Mm-hmm. And then people said, oh, he's just trying to keep the backup engaged and blah, right. blah, blah, this and that. And then what did we see? They clearly right. had a plan to play two quarterbacks Saturday. Yeah. I mean, he specifically said when they mm-hmm. asked him, was the plan for Robbie, you know, every time you got down into the red zone, was that part of the plan to get Robbie in? He was like, well, you see, every time we went down there, Robbie went in the game. It was on the call sheet. Like that was 100% the plan was when we get close enough, it's going to be hard to stop this young man in the way that he can attack defenses and making them have to stretch horizontally. We're going to put him in the football game. Like, I don't right. know what to tell you. Yeah. And he's like, was- and he echo, I've been telling you this mm-hmm. from the beginning that we've got a plan and we're going to use him. We can't win football games without him. And now all of a sudden it's happening and people are like, oh, well, you know, he's, I'm just like, I don't. He said it was going to happen, and then he did it, and you're like, well, I mean, it's working, but it ain't going to work in SEC play. We're going to have to come up with something different. He's like, well, well they, kept it, they kept they kept it vanilla, um, yeah. and he also explained that as well, too. He explained uh, that uh, they didn't show a lot, which was right. the plan. Um, the calls for Robbie, uh, you know, and again, we'll get into it later when we play the clips. The calls for Robbie were just about athlete on athlete. He called a play. He expected him to win. He did that to the tune of three touchdowns, probably could have been more and four touchdown drives total while he was in the game. So it was it. I thought it was a good plan. No coach speak here. I I think we just need to take him at his word. Uh, He was asked about Jarquez Hunter's availability. And that was the only thing where I will say of the I'm he's being honest and transparent. He has been as ambiguous as he could possibly be around uh, the Jarquez Hunter situation. I would, I would disagree. I would say that he's just, he's being pretty clear. He's saying it without saying it. That's what right? I said. It's still ambiguous, though, because yeah. the question was asked, will Jarquez Hunter play? And he was like, yeah, we're going to have a lot of guys a lot of who guys. might yeah, miss yeah, the next yeah. game. Right. Like, Listen. those are very different scenarios. And no Jarquez Hunter's an not answer. on the injury report. <laughs> yeah, no, no answer is an answer, right? And I think that that is, you know, you and I kind of went back and forth about this, and I felt like if he was going to play, you would just come out and say that. Yeah. Right. And he has not said that. And then he didn't play. So I'm not feeling optimistic that it's going to be available this weekend. Yeah. Because, again, I feel like if he was going to play, he would just come out and say that this coach has been very consistent in the way he delivers messages, which is why I say even though he didn't come out and say it to me, it's a pretty clear message. That he's not going to play. I could be wrong. Or at least there's going to be a half, another half. Or, or maybe yeah. if anything, if it is some kind of misdirection, he just does wants Cal to prepare for everybody. Right. Yeah. Like. You know, Again, I mean, ambiguity is what I would ter- I, I would <laughs> characterize yeah. it as. Yeah, yeah, the only thing that I would say is it's just it's it's never an advantage for your opponent to know who's going out there. They don't know who's going out there. They got to prepare for a lot more, and maybe that's what he's doing. So I I I, I have a problem with it. I'm just like, yeah, as, as we're learning him, mm-hmm. we're seeing how he speaks, and you know when he says certain things, he ter- takes certain tones, and, and he uses certain words. What those things mean? Right. There's not a ton of things that we have to interpret that way because he's been pretty straightforward. But this is one of those things where. I think maybe there's something there could be something going on behind the scenes. And, and of course, if it's ongoing, you can't talk about it. Right. 
Well, he's not even going to tell you if it's ongoing. He's just saying, you know, hey, listen, man, this is what it is. Uh, uh, I thought that that was the friendliest he's answered that question since he's been asked it. <laughs> yeah, he's been I mean, a little he, bit combative when asked at times in the past about this, right? And saying, yeah, he guys, basically I'm not going to talk like, about yeah, this. We, we got a lot of people that aren't going to be available. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Jarquez, uh, you know, we got this guy, we got mm-hmm. this guy, we'll see. Yeah, he's not on the injury list, like you said. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Come so, on, folks. Very interesting. Anyway, uh, let's get more into his comments specifically. Uh, he talked about a lot of the good things that happened and uh, not to nitpick on the team or anything like that based upon the clip that I pulled specifically. I did not pull the things that he talked about that he felt like we did well. I think everybody can recognize those things. But I do want to get into some of the comments on things that he felt like needed to improve from his opening address to the media. Let's hear his words. Coach Shufri talking about improvements that are needed from his team. It's the, the big glaring negative um, that we got by with in this game but we will not get by with in future games is um alignment and assignment and that's frustrating to me um but we we had numerous snaps probably 15 i think it was that uh we're just we're not lined up properly and it's going it's going to bite us big time if um if that continues to to be the issue so we did have a lot of young kids out there but nobody is going to write that and nobody's going to it's not going to make you feel better sitting in the film room um after a week that it, it bites you if it's one thing if we if somebody makes us miss a tackle or like this back this week will um that's one thing but for us to be aligned improperly and um be a gap short or uh, it's just or not be on the same page and with all 11 on the back end, especially that it will burn you. And um, that was outside of outside of that. I, I thought our, our kids played hard uh, after the first drive. And I thought uh, they created negative plays. And uh, obviously the turnovers one for a score was huge. But we cannot continue to not. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Be on the same page. Yeah. Coach Hugh Freeze talking about just people just not being where they're supposed to be on defense. Uh, the effort he felt was lacking. And he said this right after the game in the postgame presser. He said absent of, you know, that first drive, the effort was good. Didn't feel like they played with a lot of effort in that first drive. Uh, misalignment. And he said, if this continues, when we get into SEC play, somebody's going to make you, you know, you got away with that against UMass. Not going to continue to get away with it as we move forward, even in this Cal game coming up. Yeah, here's what I think. Uh, it was the first game. It was the first game, and it's not shocking that on the first drive, you go out there and you have some issues, right? Lining up, communicating, you know, uh, understanding your assignment. As the game went on, uh, they seemed to, to pick up. He understands that against a better team, uh, that could be the difference in the game. Not being prepared from drive one, could that one scoring drive that you give up in the beginning could be the one that loses you the game. You don't know until right. after, right? But he understands as the competition gets greater, the margin for error tightens, and you have to be 
play your best every single drive. So, uh, you know, Auburn fortunately had UMass for game one. They got a chance to ease their way into it. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of thought about what's is it best to get that power five, that hard power five out of the way, like right away, or should you play cupcakes to start the season to kind of ease in? And Hugh Freeze's first season, I feel like the cupcakes were a good idea. Uh, you know, get get some feel goods in the fan base, get some feel goods for your team, for your players, uh, and learn learn easy, right? Like learn in a way that won't cost you, uh, so that when you get do get into SEC play, or you know, again, when you make the trip across the country to Cal, um, people are lined up and they do understand their assignments, and you continue to be film rats and and and, and stay in the film room. To figure it out. Uh, I think on the first drive, Ike, you know, if you're thinking too much, you play slow and, and, and you overthink things and you're in the wrong place. And, and as they get back into the groove of being on the football field, this is the advantage of having a veteran football team for a lot of mm-hmm. teams. When you return a lot of guys, they don't need that acclimation time. Just go out there and they do it because they've done it. Um, you know, uh, we talked to Gunnar Britton about it being his first time in, in Jordan Hair in the orange and blue, but it wasn't his first time in the stadium. Right. He played in front of this crowd, but, you know, on the opposite side of the field last year, um, there were some guys who this was their first time out there. You know, they performed at some of them performed admirably. Um, but ultimately, you got to get you got to get it straightened up. You got to be a disciplined football team. There were a ton of penalties right. um, for all. Which he which, noted he was happy about. <laughs> right. Which was good as well, too. So, uh, again, as the competition gets greater, the margin for error tightens. And I think he just understands that. And he pointed that out. I don't think he's being overly negative. He's saying what needs to be said. He's been candid. And I, I like it. Yeah. So uh, on the topic of whether it's overly negative, there are people who have thoughts about whether or not Coach Hugh Freeze was a little too negative in regard to his comments um, with Peyton Thorne in this presser. Mm. Uh, he talked about both quarterbacks and how they played and basically how they're getting along. Uh, you know, he made the comment that or someone asked, you know, how has the relationship been with them after they've been competing all fall for a starting spot? And he said, hey, if if they're having issues, they're doing a good job of faking it. Because I can't tell. It seems as if they bought into the concept of what they're attempting to get them to do so that everybody contributes to wins. But we do want to hear Coach Hugh Freeze's comments on his quarterbacks uh, leading into the Cal game. Well, the, uh, Robbie, Robbie didn't have to make uh, many decisions. So, um, but boy, was he, he, he's really talented and um, vital to our success. Uh, he will have to make some in the future. Um, the, the Peyton just, he had three decisions that were wrong and, and he, I expect more. I expect him not to, to make the ones he made and he knows that, but he played solid. Um, you just would like that decision making to be around 100% on, particularly in the run pass world where he's deciding whether it's a run or pass. Those need to be those need to be near 100%. And I know people are in this world and day and time, you know, you can't play two quarterbacks. And, well, I don't know. Maybe they're right, but we're 1-0. And if we go 2-0 and doing it, we'll keep doing it. If, if, we, if it starts to, you know, but I, I just, I think we need them both. But he was, I mean, you see how talented he is down there. So, sure, it's always going to be a possibility. Now, you got to, you can't be so predictable. But we obviously weren't in game one, and there's not enough tape to get really great data yet on 
what our tendencies are. So we'll uh, we'll come up with a game plan for Cal. As I've said all along, Robbie will always be a part of our. Yeah. So Coach Hugh Freeze talking about his quarterbacks started out talking about Robbie. So the question was asked, I believe it was actually you that asked the question about how he felt like the quarterbacks played. And he started out giving some praise to Robbie for how he played um, and saying, listen, we didn't ask him to do a lot in this game. Honestly, he wasn't required to make a bunch of decisions, uh, but he played well and he's going to be a guy we're going to use. Peyton Thorne has some stuff that he needs to do to improve upon, but he played solid. He just expects a little bit more from him to see certain things, to know when to do certain things. Uh, yeah, the question was about the gap between where they are and where he wants them to be. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he started with Robbie in saying, you know, he's dynamic. He does some great things. I think that was clearly on display. I mean, he he, he got a whole ass nickname, Red Zone Robbie. <laughs> uh so they they put in a plan for him. He executed what was called for him, and they kept it vanilla. You didn't learn anything about, like, what struck me about the plays in the red zone was they were clearly runs. <laughs> uh, it was just snap the ball, and Robbie was going to run. Right. And the better athlete won, and that's, you know, really what was um, stood out to me. So he won and they didn't have to show anything and they scored in the red zone and they kept it vanilla. Uh, I think if there is a plan for Peyton Thorne to throw the ball in the red zone, they wanted to keep that under wraps. Until And I, I think if they can get away with keeping it under wraps until SEC play, they will. <laughs> absolutely. Right. Uh, so they can spring absolute terror on Texas A&M. Uh, in forms of uncertainty and, and keep it pushing. Now, it's, in terms of his comments about Payne Thorne, right? Um, this was not a good opponent. I think they respect UMass, but they understand that they are foundationally and fundamentally better than UMass in every way. Right. So when you go out there and you make mistakes that are procedural or just it's just execution it's disappointing to a coach right he gave you the starting job so that you would not press and then you go out and you make some mistakes that he did not think were acceptable now uh um there was a moment later in there uh where i asked him about his animated nature on the sideline and uh, he, he was like, up. I can get crazy sometimes. I know, it, you know. Yeah, it was funny. He says, I'm crazy sometimes. I get frustrated. I don't lie. I tell them. I say, here's the deal. I'll play the next play with you. My love for them doesn't change. Right. So uh, it was interesting uh, that he he just feels like if they know him, they understand. I'm going to coach you hard in the moment, and then we're going to move on. Right. And I'm going to play the next play with you. Uh, and I think that's good. but. You know, when you when you, you know, he like Peyton Thorne came in here after the spring and the coach. Decided to roll with you. So that standard is high. And whether it was him or Holded or Robbie, I would expect that if they made the same mistakes, they would get the same coaching. Right. I think it was too hard on him. I think that he understands that I have to get this point across to them somehow because reality is going to smack you in the face. When it's Texas A&M. You know, uh, 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 Georgia, LSU, that's literally the stretch. Right. Yikes, man. You will lose all three of those games if you make too many mistakes like that. 
got to go on the road to, to LSU. Georgia's so good on defense, home might feel like the road. And then you got to go to Bat Rouge. <laughs> Come on, man. He knows it. He knows they have to get it together. So, you know, my thoughts on it, honestly, uh, it was game one. This is why you want to play Cupcake game one. You give him time to work that out. And he also did know that Peyton Thorne is highly intelligent and he expects him to figure it out. Right. He says he's too intelligent. To make these to make types kinds of, of mistakes. mistakes. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah he so expect, he, he, I expect better from him. I expect yeah. more from him. Yeah, so he has it up here to do it, right? Um, and he just has to go out and do it. And so, you know, Coach Freeze expects to see that. I think fans expect to see that. Um, and no matter who's the starting quarterback, you expect to see that. Right. He was he was the guy. He was the one who got chosen. And you have to go out there. There's a responsibility that comes with that. And there's a standard that's expected to be met. Right. And um, so th that's one of those things where, like, when you talk about the difference between, I think, how he would coach a Peyton Thorne versus how he would coach a Holden. Right. Like Holden isn't as experienced. Not that Holden isn't as intelligent. He's not as experienced. So maybe he might not blow up as much on Holden because he's like, OK, you're young. Let me come talk to you about this whole thing. But Peyton, man, you've seen this before, dude. What are we doing? Right. right. So I, I'm going to talk to you out of my expectation. And that's the reason why I started you. If I wanted to get rookie mistakes, I'd play the rookie. I need you to play like a guy who's been here and seen this stuff before. And that's right. basically what he's saying. Right. Yeah. Under, yeah, I, I agree. Right. Uh, you are not a rookie. You know, uh, part of the reason you bring a guy like this in is experience. And there's certain things that you're not starting from, you know, a you're starting from D. Right. And I started from block one. Like you, you're, you should be starting ahead. Uh, so I, he's got time to improve, man. It ultimately, uh, you know, the improvement will be there or, or it'll not. But Coach Hugh Freeze is going to make sure that standard is met. War Report family, you are listening to The Morning Drop, where we talk about the most recent and relevant Auburn sports news. We broadcast live from the War Report's YouTube channel on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central Time. You're welcome to come watch it live, but the live chat is reserved for our YouTube channel members only. So come on by, become a member, and get active in the best Auburn sports community on the webs. We'll be right back after we pay a couple bills. Thanks for sticking around through the ad break. Now here's the rest of your morning drop. We are going to head over to the comment section and see what fresh perspectives our War Report family have for us today. Get it kicked off with Todd Jordan, who says, interesting statement from Coach Hugh Freeze. I noticed that he praised Robbie, but talked about three bad reads by Peyton Thorne. Nice he acknowledged that Robbie didn't have any reads, and he needs to not be all negative with Peyton Thorne. Uh yeah. Um I don't know that he was all negative. No, I, I think he was uh, you know, definitely he was complimentary of Peyton Thorne. We didn't play those clips, but he definitely gave Peyton Thorne the props. Uh, yeah, yeah, he said that he played solid. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, but I think when he says he acknowledged intelligence. he acknowledged that, you know, maybe he needs to change his approach with Thorne because he said that, you know, he sees me going crazy over on the sidelines and it makes him, you know, maybe press a little bit more. He's still trying to figure out the most effective way to communicate without basically scaring the kid into doing something crazy. I don't love that. Like, I think at, at some point you got to coach. I, I believe in sending effective messages, certainly, right, uh, based on your audience. But, um, you know, there are some things your coach is – it's football, man. There's some things your coach is going to lose his shit over, man, when you do. 
And you should expect that. And you should know you, you I think the player, I think the coach has a, a responsibility to, to to send the best message he can. But I think the player has a responsibility as well, too, to just understand at some point, it doesn't matter how it's said. He's just trying to get it right. He wants me to get it right. So you got to get past that. If you're still hung up on how it's, if that's holding you back at this level, man, I, I, whew, I don't know. Yeah, right, it's definitely. Like, I mean, I, I, you would assume that he's used to it, but again, certain people respond different ways to different kinds of things. And I think Coach Hugh Freeze acknowledges maybe there's a different way to get this message across to this young man, and I'll have to figure that out. But his first reaction is always going to be, "What the heck are you doing?" God damn it! Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I, I, uh, he was not. He was like that the whole game. But you know, again, when you go, you do something extremely frustrated. I expect the yeah. coach to act extremely frustrated. Right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it doesn't matter who's in there. Quarterback. I mean, imagine like a, a running back misses a block and gets the quarterback creamed. You're right. gonna get your butt chewed on the sideline. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I really have a problem with it. I just, like I said, I just, I thought it was funny, and you know, he went back to normal, and he's explaining it too. He said, once they understand who I am. Right. You know, it's you get the feedback, you get it hard and then we move on to the next play. Yeah. And that's it's exactly what he said. He said, listen, man, uh, I'm going to play the next play with you, but you you did this wrong and we're going to have to have a conversation about it. Right. And mm-hmm. I don't think that there's necessarily anything wrong with accountability being the standard. It's like, hey, man, this isn't right. And we have to call it out as not being right. Now we can yuck it up and, and laugh and high five later. Today, we got to correct the activity. And he's like, he got that from his dad. He said his dad had to be rough with him in certain situations to correct behavior. And, you know, doesn't matter if you had a great game, bad game, still love you after all of this is done with. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. uh, Jonathan Boyson jumps in and says, Hugh Freeze might be one of the most honest coaches at press conferences I've ever heard. Uh, Yeah. I don't know, man. Steve Spurrier, if you hadn't heard any Spurrier press conferences, Steve Spurrier <laughs> was pretty honest. Yeah, he was a he guy was. who shot it pretty straight when he was out there. Yeah, look, uh, he's been candid, and I think that people start to get used to it. So, you know, if he ever stops being candid, I think it'll stand out. Um, I like this type of communication from the coach. Um, people just have to understand that he is being candid when he says certain things, and there's, there's not a ton to read between the lines. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Tiger Dog 74. That's a new name unless somebody changed it. Uh, this game confirms one thing. Our DNs and linebackers need to step up their game against the run. They lost contain on the edge way too many times. Riley and Woodyard both looked lost on several plays. Alignment and assignment, man. This is what he's talking about. Robert Woodyard looked a little slow out there when he got into the game. I yeah. felt like he wasn't playing. Like his, his tempo was just, he was a little... Thank you too much. Yeah, it's just like he just wasn't moving fluidly. He's he's very much a downhill against the run guy. But when he had to run sideline to sideline, I just didn't feel like his instincts were quite there a couple of times. And we'll get into that because he played more in the second half. So, again, if you aren't a member, uh, you won't get an opportunity to see this. But we've got watch the film session. Uh, the second half of this UMass game coming up today with our members. Uh, Turn your notification bells on. I can't promise you a specific time, but I will get it done today. But we'll talk about that and we'll look at some instances that you're referring to with some of these linebackers. Yeah. Uh, James Barnett says Robbie is vital. Uh, what was, was Coach Hugh Freeze words and those who think Robbie won't be effective in SEC play need to go back and look at the Bama game. He ran all over them. Just saying. Right, listen, Bama wasn't the only SEC team that 
Robbie went wild on. Yeah, like, yeah, he's got he's got elite athleticism. And I think that when you have a player like that, you have to use it um, and win by any means necessary. So I don't care. I don't think many people care what it looks like as long as you put the W on the board uh, yeah. and you, you, you get the best players on the field in the right situations. Um, so as these guys both improve their games, I expect there will be more uh, that will be expanded and it'll be, it'll, there's more that's open to the, in the playbook right? as well too. So like when you can use the whole playbook, it's hard to beat an offensive team that can use the whole playbook. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, I mean, and he said, listen, you know, people say you, you can't play two quarterbacks. He's like, well, we won the game. And if we win again, then maybe you can. So I, I'll, we'll just go with what works for us and we'll let people make whatever comments they have to about that. But if we're winning football games, then I don't see a reason to change that. Uh, let's see here. Breezy425 says, how y'all feel about Coach Free saying the coaches meeting wasn't pleasant after the team lining up wrong 15 times? Big deal or no? Okay, so like if you have a, a problem with how he coached Peyton Thorne. Do you have a problem with this? Like he's, he's holding everybody to the same standards. Yeah. He's saying, you know, the coaches, some of that alignment and assignment stuff might be on the coaches as well too. And mm -hmm. he, he got into him about it. I, again, accountability all around is not a bad thing. Yeah. So, you know, and I always lean toward holding coaching accountable first. So it's good to see that that is the, uh, the, that is the route he's taking here. Yeah. Hold my coaches accountable, man, when these kids don't do the right things because ultimately they're responsible for making sure they know what to do and where to be. Yeah, he um, he talked about, you know, someone asked specifically about how the defensive line played, and he was like, you know, hey, a lot of that is the linebackers have got to get them. You know, they're, they're not seeing what the linebackers and secondary are seeing. Those guys are responsible for the call to get them lined up properly. So mm -hmm. he's holding the guys on in the linebacker core responsible for how the defensive line is lined up play to play. He he is understanding fundamentally it's not just one person. This all has to work properly. The defensive line needs to get lined up properly, but those linebackers are responsible for making sure that happens. When you get to the second level, guys are taking the wrong gaps or they're not trusting each other in the right way. So they're moving improperly. Those things have to get worked out. And all of that backs up to how are we coaching it? Are we making sure they understand what they're supposed to do? He talked about one instance where, uh, Jay Fair and Peyton Thorne weren't on the right page. He was uncovered over on the side. He's like, well, we didn't go over that. We didn't go. So we need to make sure they understand when you see this look, this is what our alert is. This is what our tag is. And making sure that that's being coached in a proper way. Coach Hugh Freeze holding every single person accountable, including himself, right? Like he, when he's talking about how he reacted with Peyton Thorne, he's like, maybe that isn't the right thing. Maybe I need to reevaluate that sort of thing. He's holding himself accountable as well about things maybe he needs to change in his process and his approach. And I think that you can't be upset about that. Yep. Uh, TK jumps in and says, also saying the alignment isn't the D call. I just talked about this. It's those behind them. Uh, but that gets drilled into those responsible. Absolutely expect this week of practice to be a lot of making sure we understand what our calls are and what our alignment is supposed to be. Uh, because again, the athleticism is going to go up to another level when you get to Cal 
being misaligned can be a home run against uh, the kind of running back that's going to be facing. Yeah, there's a lot of talk about this running back that they're facing. Uh, Quarterback may be a little better than a lot of people expected to. So uh, they've got to go up there. And again, there are, you know, I was talking to JG at the presser yesterday and he felt like, you know, Auburn beats them by 21 and, you know, uh, you know, they feel like they're just a better team than Cal. And uh, I think uh, we have more depth and more talent than Cal, but, Again, if it doesn't matter if you're going to go out there and you're going to make mental mistakes, that's right. And and then take the wrong like you have all the talent in the world. If they're if they're hitting home runs consistently, then you make your job a lot harder. It means you're going to have to go and outscore them as opposed to going out and physically dominating a team that you should. Yeah, absolutely. So. All right. Couple of questions here. James Barnett asks, fellas, what are your initial thoughts about Cal? We just talked about this a little bit. Uh, I mean, we'll get more into this on the Wednesday night show specifically, but initial thoughts are Auburn has some some work that they need to do to get ready. Yeah, this is a team they should beat. Yeah. Or, you know, home or road or whatever, they should beat this team. Yeah, we got a six million dollar coach, uh, you know, and we've got still a pretty good blue chip ratio. Um, we got more talent than they do. And despite what the record said last year, there was a lot of talent on this team that, you know, had a lot of shine on Saturday. Yeah. That was here last year, <laughs> right? Jalen Simpson and uh, Donovan Kaufman graded out as two of the top safeties in all of college football in week one per pro football focus. Yeah. And so, like, you know, there's talent on this team. Both those guys were here last year. Auburn is not bereft of talent. They should be able to go out there and take the guys they have and beat Cal. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, as as much as I was a fan of the previous coach in the way that he approached culture, uh, you have to be honest in retrospect about the way he handled talent. And it didn't seem as if he did the best job. He and his staff did the best job of unearthing the talent that we have and utilizing them and deploying them in the proper manner. Uh, you know, just look at the 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 way that quarterbacks who were in Auburn are flourishing outside of Auburn just one year removed from Auburn. Right. And it's not as if those I mean, again, I know they're not all playing against SEC teams, but even against non SEC teams, those quarterbacks didn't look good. But they're going out there and they're doing their thing with other coaching and other Sometimes it's the environment, right? And sometimes you have to be able to assess that and say, this wasn't the right environment for this player or the environment wasn't conducive for anybody being successful. Um, And so you have to take that into account. And hopefully we've got the right one uh, in place right now. I think we're moving in the right direction. Last one here from Daniel Moultrie says, Ike and Mike G, will y'all be going to the Cal game this weekend? No, no. I'm going (laughs) to take the weekend off. Uh, I'm just going to enjoy last year we had a brutal five game home stretch <laughs> um yeah. and so this year it's home away, home away the aways are actually a decent break for us uh so definitely going to take advantage of that this year you guys can have cal <laughs> it's going to be good we're going to be up till one in the morning covering it anyway uh so I, i'm going to do that from home this year <laughs> yeah absolutely will not be making the trip out to cal but i will try to make some other road games so hopefully i'll be getting, uh, get an opportunity to see some of you guys out there on the road we're out of here until the next time and as always war eagle peace Drive.